Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is breaking news. Binkley, what is the news out of Kentucky? The grand jury indicts one of the three officers in the Breonna Taylor case, the death of Breonna Taylor. They wanted second-degree manslaughter. That's what they were going after. But a grand jury in Jefferson County, they charged former Louisville police officer Brett Hankinson with three counts of wanton endangerment of the first degree. And now the attorney general has to decide whether or not he's going to prosecute. And there's already protests out there. There's already people who are upset about it. And there's across the country in cities like Atlanta, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Louisville, measures are being taken to prepare for protest and potential un- civil unrest this evening in the wake of this. And we, we've seen this coming for a while now and the timing of it, a little over about 50 days or so till the election. Oh, yeah. You expected that for Ahmad Arbery, but the same principle holds. Like yeah. You actually said it would reflect the way they did it in Ferguson, where they made a big stink about it. And Looks like it Ferguson like 2.0, the images. Undercharged, do. right? It was like they undercharged the guy, wanton endangerment. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, That I knew a kid in high school who got charged with that for leaving some girl on the front lawn of a party. Yeah. Not breaking into her house and shooting her <laughs> to death. Right. And the other so, one, the others weren't charged at all. And they wanted second degree for all of them. Right. It's I mean, it's very clear now that they are setting us up for civil unrest, martial law. I think there's another kind of sinister conflation or coincidence of events. One is this movement to defund the police, pressure on police not to really do their job, especially in the inner city. At the same time, so what, if you recall, my answer to defunding the police was totally fine. You need to understand that the police take the place, or this is the argument, take the place of our self-defense. We've delegated that to them. So the first thing you have to do right before you defund the police is make sure that people have their, uh, are, that the right to bear arms is not infringed upon you absolutely must allow them to bear arms and allow them to use them in a defensive way, Castle Doctrine way, which I know I've been told varies from state to state. But instead, what Barr and Trump are doing with Operation Legende, again, making race the cover for what they're actually doing, is they say they're going into these cities with high crime rates and fighting crime. But it is a gun grab, a gun grab in the very inner cities where the cops are are being pressured to stand down. And I feel like that is making people who would otherwise be able to defend themselves, taking two things away from poor people, law-abiding people in the inner city. You're taking away both their proxy self-defense, their agents of self-defense, the cops, and the guns that they maybe went and got even outside the law because they knew the cops weren't going to be there for them. Now they are completely defenseless. And what are they going to do? They're going to go all Alyssa Milano. All Alyssa Milano. Yeah, she's all to fund the police. Security? And then somebody, no, she's, they're going to call the cops. They're going to demand yeah. 
cops back. And there is an issue with that, I think, in one of those Seattle or Portland where the mayor said to defund, but the city council overruled that. So now there's this tension about it, but it's never going to go to the solution where, okay, restore more power to the individual. Right. It's going to be... Oh my gosh, we were so wrong. These solutions don't work. Now we have no guns. We better call in the feds because the city council and the mayor can't agree. And the private security makes Alyssa Milano a spoiled brat and she, whatever. So the whole thing is about local government, government subsidiarity, individuals failing, but they're failing because of things like this. They're being provoked. They're being disarmed. All of these things are coming together to create a crisis that bigger, government is going to fill. Yeah. Something interesting about the Breonna Taylor case is that last week, the city announced that they would be paying $12 million to the Taylor family as part of a settlement in her death. And in addition to the monetary payment, police reforms were announced, including giving officers incentives to live in the communities in which they police, increased random drug testing, mandating that commandeers must approve all warrants before seeking judicial approval and no more no-knock raids the idea of having them live in the communities i think is a good idea yeah what drug tests of the cops it didn't elaborate Think that's what it means okay so probably increased random drug testing so yeah probably the cops i would what was the first thing you said there the first thing was giving the officers incentives to live in the communities in which they police no, that you said Brianna Taylor's family was given $12 million. Yeah, $12 million. So they presumably will go along with any story they're told to go along with. Perhaps. We'll see. Very interesting. Yeah, that I, it's interesting, that idea of the police living in the communities. There's a new Netflix show, which I haven't watched. I've only seen the trailer for, but the premise of it is about, I think I told you about this, when it was something happened with an immigrant. And it's like a stage thing with an immigrant committing a crime for political purposes. And the police officer who's investigating, one of them lives in that community and is familiar with the people and stuff. So this, seeing that theme again here, which I actually think that's a good idea. Because wow. the more, the better you know people, the more likely you're to respond and you know, but, not overreact. But the cop who was arrested yesterday for Chinese spying was a Tibetan who infiltrated the Tibetan community in New York to try to find people who were willing to be informants and everything. So that's like a dialectic or whatever, two sides of the argument. I'm sick of saying the dialectic thing. But both both the tension is being is emerging as we as we watch it. You know what I mean? Because there's a guy in the community who's a, a no good two face, an FBI informant. I mean, that's how it works anyway. That's how all these organizations always have the inside guy from the Klan to COINTELPRO, the Black Panthers. They all do. To, so this to was OKC. an undercover. This was somebody people knew that this person was an officer. They well, didn't. all the pictures I saw of him were that he was in uh, in uniform. Oh. He was a cop, a beat. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what it looked like to me. Maybe not. But I that was my impression. Certainly. Certainly. That's the impression that is being propagated. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I get the sense of putting them in those communities is for the purpose of having them develop relationships with it. And yeah, oh, definitely it's not a bad be. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that it's that it is a good idea. So. So how can you mess that? Right. How, can how you will possibly they try to co-opt mess it? that yeah. up? Well, yeah. they've already set it up to for you to not trust that guy. Yeah. For you to be even more suspicious of the cop in your neighborhood. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. I also want to add that Neighbors now has their fall veggie plants in, as well as their cool weather seeds and their 2021 organic seeds, and they'll be getting the new seed packs up on the website soon, so be sure and check that out. So what was the latest on Ahmad Arbery? Well, there's an interesting story about his mom, who is claiming that some of the fundraising efforts are exploiting her son's death which we talk about this a lot, the GoFundMe scams and other scams. If you look at GoFundMe, and I remember this right shortly after he died, you you type in his name or the name of anybody who was just the center of a controversial incident, and you will find dozens of GoFundMe pages, most of them people who might not even know who the person, who might not have ever met the person, but are just trying to exploit the opportunity. And it works in some cases. Since the shooting, there's been a registered trademark, a foundation, a GoFundMe account, and a Facebook page all memorializing Aubrey. All of these things. Two days after the guys who shot him were arrested, the name I Run With Mod was trademarked by two people who weren't even really that close to Ahmad, according to his mom. And the mom came out and said that this, this Facebook page was I Run With Mod became... Do you remember that? Everybody was doing the I, I Run 2.2 Mile thing yeah. and they were mobilizing. Well, she says that she now sees... At first, she appreciated it, but she now sees this organization as acting more like a business opportunity for its staff rather than getting justice for her son. And she also said that she's made multiple attempts to be granted access as to the page as an administrator, but they've been denied. And she's been denied access to the trademark and the dad has as well. The dad didn't even... Oh, the group I run with mod because it grew so big it became the central it's just like all these other activist organizations they find an issue a a single event an incident that they can organize around they grow their organization from there and then because their goal is never really just that one thing it's always these progressive ideals or these you know you know the things that we hear all the time they change the name of the organization they did the switch thing where they said, oh, well, we did this, but now we're going to start focusing on other things and broader issues because that's really the point anyway is power for the people who organize. And they changed the name of it. The dad didn't even know that that organization had splintered off into another organization. He had no idea. And they're still exploiting his son to grow power in their own organization and to push. And they even talk about the guys who were organizing, which one of them is his former football coach, is Aubrey's former football coach, which the mom said did not have a close relationship with him. Him and his brother are using this organization basically in a similar way that Indivisible and the Women's March works, where they're just... Well, it sounds to me that it's even more, what would they call it, venal, where it's just for the money. They're not doing it the way those guys exploit issues like Indivisible or the Women's March, exploit issues for veiled political purposes. Seems like these guys are actually taking money that could, if the Arbery's have their own GoFundMe, it actually diverts money away from them just to put it in their own pocket, sounds like, as the most likely scenario. Yeah. The mom said that that they have known for months I did not want my child's death to be exploited or used for monetary gain for anyone. I was disrespected and ignored. 
Wow. So she actually objected to it even for herself. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she, I, I guess I feel, it would I feel be, sorry for her. That's Yeah, no, it's not cool. Yeah. I guess it would be fraud or, uh, you know, f- being, getting people to get money under false pretenses. I think that there's probably, I mean, hopefully there's something, some way to stop it. Yeah. Then the article went on to talk a little bit about how GoFundMe investigates claims of fraud or claims of people ah. who are not associated with it, which, you know, they're investigating process. Choose. Yeah, yeah, right. Who they can do monetize. pick and choose. Who could monetize and who can't. So, well, that brings us to the coronavirus topic because there Why are only not? two topics and they are converging. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're converging on election and there's also the kind of hurricane, earthquake, fire stuff because 2020... That's that's like a a joke, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but just stop yeah, laughing for oh, a yeah. second. I've and seen that meme. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about it for a second. It's not. It does. It's not just because 2020. Why? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so funny. I noticed that meme a few days ago. Also. Yeah. I the one I do think is funny is when I saw it on, on a bumper sticker here. It said it was a it was a campaign s- sticker giant meteor 2020 and then the tagline is or the slogan is let's just get it over with (laughs) but that was before the fires and the earthquakes yeah and i don't know i did tell you i think that the caltech seismic thing on mount wilson was abandoned and i was like oh we're gonna have an earthquake and then we immediately did but anyway, we shall see. I am not happy about the earthquake thing. People tell me you really cannot do that on purpose. Earthquakes? Yeah. Some people think that Tesla caused, what, the 1905 earthquake in San Francisco with one of his I guess if anyone, if anyone could do it, it would be Tesla. Because, see, this, okay, yeah, maybe. You might be right. Because what people are saying to me is like, you would need a nuke buried 100 miles or whatever. However, we are a giant spinning magnet. Or not. Maybe we're a snow globe. (laughs) But if we are a giant spinning magnet, I'm guessing another way, like the free energy thing supposedly caused seismic problems. So where that might have been at one point an unintended consequence, perhaps it's a a sinister attempt at like destroying the world. I mean, that's the funny thing. I have to just say this one thing. My husband and I, whatever, we always like to watch the Simpsons. We watch it for years and we'll never, they're everybody, like everybody you throw out a line from the Simpsons, what could possibly go wrong or whatever. There's one that we just laughed at the hardest for the longest time is when Monty Burns said, man has tried to blot out the sun since the beginning of time, you know, and I finally am able to do it. And, And we're just laughing like, Man has definitely not tried to blot out the sun, but I'm telling you, that is what they're doing with the solar radiation management. It's in the name. So you start thinking about the craziest things people would try to do. Blot out the sun would be crazy. Just, you know, tap into the electromagnetic energy to create like earth shattering earthquakes. I just, I I cannot wait to talk to Isaac Whiteshout because I want to understand what could possibly motivate people who live on this earth and have children or might have descendants to cause the kind of destruction it looks like we're seeing right now. Transhumanism, <sighs> perhaps. I guess I had a little rant in me. 
Trans, I'm totally asking him about transhumanism. Hey, but I do have a few shout outs before. Maybe that'll get me off my rant to talk about good things, which is the many people who uh, support this show. And we have lots of shout outs this month. I think it's because of the awesome mug, which the original mug, the OM, is officially sold out. There are there will be other special offers, but they'll have to be different models. So let me give you a few shout outs, buddy. Joe, you know, Joe, whose wife has a great butt. I do. <laughs> I think he still sent us pictures. And then she became patron saint, too. So we have Jen, Fantastic. the possessor of the great butt herself. She comes to the <laughs> DPPs. Well, he is a hoot. And I think it's his brother and, and he who have a podcast, which we have been invited on. And I am eager to take him up on that. It's called the Legit Bat podcast i really i don't even know what that could possibly mean l-e-g-i-t-b-a-t podcast they have 10 five-star ratings already and we're going to be on there but in the meanwhile you can check that out awesome joseph yep that is awesome joseph said uh he wants to shout out his brother philip who's turning 30 on october 3rd happy without, birthday yes Upcoming happy birthday, birthday philip Without Philip, Joseph would not be here with us because Philip is an avid listener of the Propaganda Report. He's not just a brother. He is one of Joseph's best friends. He's proud of him and looks up to him. So happy birthday That's to awesome. Philip. Welcome to the club, Philip. Yes. And uh, yes. So Paul also just joined the club for a first time shout out. He wants to give it to his wife, Lanny, who I have had. Uh, lengthy email exchanges with I've mentioned her before and he's about to tell you why as if running an auto body shop homeschooling a six-year-old raising chicken and preserving tons of food were not enough Lonnie is also growing another baby inside her body which is such an awesome thing that women oh. can do <laughs> you're welcome men and uh, she is still as beautiful as the day they met I believe it Congratulations. And finally, last but not least, Mike Drop, who just put out a new video on the Mike Drop channel in which he opens by slurping from his new Propaganda Report mug. He said oh, that right. he even sounds better on his podcast slurping from the Propaganda Report. Yeah, mug. definitely check that out. So thank you That's all awesome. for that. And now for some Corona talk. All right. So we have civil unrest on the one end and we have mass confusion about coronavirus on the other. I wonder if there's going to be any any talk of a super spreader event if there are protests tonight of people gathering. My guess is no. I guess we're not going to. Oh, I have not heard a single thing about super spreader events if the politics are right the story like has been we have reached two thousand two hundred thousand deaths in the u.s and the way that this reporting came off to me in the news it was almost like you know when you get one of those google announcements where it's like you're the one millionth search or some weird thing and confetti falls down that's what i felt like yes. seeing the media <laughs> reporting on the crossing the two hundred thousand death threshold like they were celebrating it just so they could throw it back and say look at how horrible the response is we need more mask and more shutdown and blah, 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 blah. and fauci was on the daily show 
talking about crossing over this threshold. And Trevor Noah asked him how he would respond to those who claim that the death numbers are overinflated because people who died of COVID are being lumped together of people who died with COVID. So, you know, the 5,000 on the uh-huh. CDC, the, the, <laughs> and then all the rest have the comorbidities, all the, the rest of the 200,000. Well, Fauci just kind of laughed it off, and he said that it's safe to say that those 200,000 people would not have died if they had not gotten coronavirus, to which I would say, what about the story of the months-old baby in Michigan who had a birth defect where his intestines are on the outside of his body, which two days before he died was tested for coronavirus, and then it was classified as a coronavirus death, even even though the report said that he mostly died of his birth defect. Still you know, classified as you, that. If they stuck an extra needle in that poor baby to test him for coronavirus, or they stuck a swab up his nose, I, I could shed a tear for that baby. That's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. I've seen a lot of little messed up babies like that. I'm not kidding. Because when my son was born and we had to go to the hospital all the time because he had Down syndrome, I used to cry for the other babies there. It was a terrible thing and that they should exploit that. And and kids, there that I don't know if it's crib death or what, but there is a virus or some kind of condition that kills little babies like shortly after they're born sometimes. And that that does happen. There's a certain number of those that happen. I knew a girl in high school, her first baby died like that. Terrible. Yeah. And I'm sure they will continue to exploit that. If that goes up in the wintertime, the way coronavirus does, coronavirus goes up in the winter. And I, I really think this year, like the flu and cold season in January, I don't know if you know, do you know anyone who is sick? You don't know people with kids too much because you're of a different demo from me. But I know a lot of people whose all their kids got sick. And it was just weird. It was a little different sickness. And they all got sick, which is why I think the coronavirus doesn't affect kids thing is baloney. And then this round, they will probably say, oh, it does. Well, that's what Fauci is. Another theme that Fauci was echoing. Oh, really? Yeah. That it's going to affect kids now? Yeah, they've kind of shifted it over to kids. Okay. They are vulnerable to it now. That folds exactly into what I expect, which is coronavirus is the winter cold. It is going to come back, whether it's train theory or germ theory or miasma theory, which I want to tell you about. It 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 happens. It happens seasonally. And coronavirus, or what they call coronavirus, is going to happen again during the winter. And then, as a tweet very eloquently put it, that everybody is going to freak out. They're going to get tests. Testing is going to go up. Positives are going to go up. And and we may well have a second round of this lockdown. And you know what it'll do? If it dovetails with a an election dispute, even if it doesn't, and Trump is elected, there is such... I'm not going to read it because it's, it is distinctive and crazy. And with that permission, I'm not going to read it on the air. But somebody sent me a text exchange about just absolute outrage, insane incensedness against Trump supporters who don't want to wear masks, that it is all their fault. And I just, I have to say, look at other countries. Somebody sent you a message saying that? Well, someone told me about an exchange they had, which was truly unhinged about Trump supporters being responsible for COVID, 
That's absurd. That's what they, they want people to think. That, for the lockdown. Right. For the lockdown. Yeah. But I mean, it's so crazy. So then if if you have this dispute where Trump is not 100 percent and then they lock down again because everybody's getting it and they have fully embedded in all non-Trump support, you know, anti-Trump people that it is his fault and the morons who don't want to wear a mask. And then on the same time, I saw the same like minute I saw an off Guardian article that said are are is mask science being purged from the internet you know like the stuff that explains the truth about masks is that being purged from the internet it's definitely getting harder to find are you ready to try cbd products and see why so many people swear by everything from cbd oil to body lotion to muscle rub truehemscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. Yeah, it's getting harder to find, and they're removing it from social media platforms. If you you can post a, a fact from the CDC, but if you frame it differently than the mainstream media frames it, then you can get it pulled from the website. You can get an actual, legitimate, provable fact pulled for being disinformation if you don't frame it in this weird way that they're doing to manipulate the country. It's, it's really it's messed up. And the piece, the thing about Fauci saying that, oh, well, if these 200,000 people didn't get COVID, they wouldn't have died. I understand what he's trying to imply, but I'm going to say this again. Hospitals save a lot of lives. I'm not trying to bash hospitals. It's where people go when they're at their most urgent, at their most sick, and probably at their most contagious. They're all concentrating in one place. So when you go to a hospital, while it does save lives, it also comes with a risk. And that risk is that you're putting yourself in an environment where the most sick people are and the most contagious people are. And what happens, one of the things that happens is hospital or emergency room pneumonia, ICU pneumonia. And And this is something that kills people. Some of the policies and protocols are established or changed for the bigger picture, not just you. So the ventilator preference replaced oxygen as the first line of defense for hypoxia for out of consideration for healthcare workers. So there you, you have that. I absolutely had something important to say about, about the um, what did you say again about Fauci saying that it's those people wouldn't saying have died if they hadn't got COVID then they wouldn't have died so acknowledging they had the comorbidities but they only died they wouldn't have died had they not got COVID so that COVID is what pushed it over the top was what he was implying and I'm saying when you send a bunch of people into an environment that is you can get sick in hospitals. Hospital pneumonia is something that's very it's a strong form of pneumonia a lot of people die from it that's a product of not COVID. That's a product of going to an environment where you can catch it. That's what I was saying. Did that spark well, anything? Well, uh, it did not trigger anything, but I will say that, well, I've got a few other things to say, but what I wanted you to tell us about the um, PCR didn't test. Didn't you get some information? Yeah, about that. Yeah, I went to the hospital with a friend of mine 
last week who had tested positive for the coronavirus, never had any symptoms. They had to get a procedure done. And before getting the procedure, they had to do a test. And so while we were there, when the doctor came in, there's only a little bit of time. So I was only able to probe for a little bit of information. But I did ask, I asked the doctor, what was the threshold cycle that the test that Emory uses what is referring it? to that New York Times article yeah. that you brought to us? Yeah, the New York Times article, which did an investigation over three states and found that if the tests were being applied properly, if they were being done properly with the right threshold cycle to detect the fragments of test within the body, then around 90% of the people that tested positive across three states would not have tested positive. And outrage was expressed over the type of test being done because basically it's way, way too sensitive. And it will detect anything in the body that could be a fragment from a dead virus from some other related virus because of the sensitivity of the test. Well, and it, it's not just sensitive. It actually it it um, multiplies it. It enhances yeah. the result. That's what it's for. And she did not know the exact cycle, but her response was, she said, the reason we can't accept other tests is because people were coming in here with negative test after negative test after negative test, and then they were taking our test, and they were testing positive. So we only trust our test, and our test is super, super, super sensitive. That is what I was told, which confirmed <laughs> everything that New York Times thing said. But the problem here, though, is that this person had to quarantine for two weeks, and they're going to have to get tested again next time they go right. in for a follow-up procedure. I have to ask, answer the question all the time. I mean, this place is like Nazi Germany. Yeah, so they'll I've test positive getting, again. Yeah, I've been getting physical therapy for my hip because like, I completely got messed up with this corona time, so the gym closed and everything like that or whatever I can get a gym. And um, every time I go, of course, they take my temperature, but they ask the questions including have you ever been tested you live with anyone who's been tested why were you tested so there i don't even know what the right answer i mean i tell them the truth which is no but i don't know eventually if the answer the better answer was going to be yes (laughs) you know yeah you know what i mean like maybe the better answer would have been yes i wonder what percentage of people that go take this test at emory probably almost all of them test positive for it and then they have to they have to isolate for two weeks, and if they have any help with them, their help is not going to come over. It has an impact on people, and I'm going to send this article to the doctor because I genuinely think that she probably never saw it. Oh, and the impact on teachers who are who are teaching hybrid classes, this is what some people teachers have to go through. Some kids go in some days, and some kids homeschool some days, yeah. and they switch around, and if there's anybody positive, they probably do that like chunky sample testing then, I mean, it is double the work for them. Plus, it's double the work for parents. I can tell you firsthand. I'm telling you, my son has a one-on-one at school who sits next to the teacher and looks out at him from the computer, and then I have to go sit next to him. And do, you know what I'm saying? It, there's so so much duplication of labor. And in a system that we are not, not only are we not set up for because the past wasn't that way, but the the present is totally fluid and the future is completely uncertain. Yeah. So when you're dealing with infrastructure, when you're dealing with if you should have a work a job or hire somebody or any of that, you need to have some clarity. And they this is really it's almost like it's almost like uh, torture and in, in prisoner of war stuff. You know, they figure out because I try to do my work and they and 
I am constantly being summoned by one kid or another. Right. Get get this printer to work. I can't do this. Can you help me? My other kid can't do screen sharing, whatever. And I am. I mean, it's at a certain point, I was like, oh my gosh, they talk about like trying to sleep when you're in a prison world. Like you just start to die and they wake you up. It's just like that. As yeah. soon as I start working. Hey, but I want to warn people. I have been getting all sorts of wonkiness from my Twitter account, and I don't know if anybody else is, but I i told you the other day, it just locked me out, and then I, today, I got a couple of people said to me, when I was looking at that off-Guardian story about masks, it I noticed a 9-11 story, I guess because that was recently the anniversary, the 19th anniversary of 9-11. That's crazy. I was listening to THC totally pointed out that COVID-1984 is in the 19th anniversary of 9-11. Anyway, so uh, they Off Guardian had published a really long article with a, a bunch of videos in it from everyone from George Stephanopoulos to like other famous anchor people saying, talking about the explosions, talking about showing interviews of them with first responders and everybody talking about the first explosion and the second explosion, both of which were after the planes hit and before the buildings fell. So it was a hundred percent factual evidence-based. There was, it was basically just a, a, a whole litany of quotes and video clips and including JJ Boogie sent me and said, "Hey man, your your tweet is getting flagged AF. Like this is saying don't proceed, yada yada." Then I so I went and I was like, uh, "You just posted that video." I posted the article. Or should I not have? No, the article that had the video in it. Um, yeah. And that's what was getting flagged. That's you, you'd be careful. Don't yes. watch this. Okay. Yes, and then. So what I did was, I don't know if I took it down before or after. I was like, I'm just going to take this down because I'm not ready to give up my Twitter account. So I took it down. But shortly thereafter, Twitter froze me out. And it was like, you are temporarily, you can't use all your features right now. It didn't say you're suspended, but it's like, you can't use your features right now. And then it was like, we have to verify that this is you, that you're not a robot, all that kind of stuff. Russian bot activity. That's been that's been another narrative that's emerged again oh. over the past couple of days. Is that like Russians are already bot, interfering on though. behalf of Trump? Do what? But I'm completely not a bot. Like my pattern would. I know, never but flag posting bot. that kind of content. That's what I was talking about the other day. It's it's about the type of content that they identify and they say that's Russian bots. That's Russian propaganda. So I love Off Guardian, and I always, and I never see a hint of anything that makes me feel like it's a limited hangout. It was created by people from the mainstream media who are just outraged by like how the media is closed down. I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out how it comes across to me and all this kind of stuff, but maybe it's a thousand flowers. Potentially, that's yeah. that's all it is. And this is part of this trend of censoring and classifying anything that undermines the mainstream narrative as Russian propaganda. I thought 9-11 was old news and they didn't care about it, but apparently they do still care about it. Anyway, so I've got lots more for Patreon 15. I want to tell you my feelings about what the the thing behind telemedicine is. And I also want to tell you about miasma theory. Interesting. And I'll tell you about Bill Clinton's alleged dinner from 2014, which does not look good for him. 
You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We'll talk to you in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.